0: for a five-hour midnight ride. You know it all the way to the warm-up show at 5 a.m. Me and you and Fliegelman and Jack hanging out, taking your calls at 877-337-6666. They're at it again. The Knicks are getting boring. All they do is blow out teams. Every night, another game, another blowout 118-103 118-103 against Utah. And another fun night at the Garden. We talked about this. Again, no Randall, Still no real word on the update of the injury. We're waiting for confirmation that it's going to be weeks, not months. That's the hope. Another night where OG and Ananobi unavailable due to elbow. Inflammation. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who they're playing. Now, again... Utah's not a world beater, but they just got embarrassed by the Nets the night before. And you figured they wanted to come out and try and play some good basketball. The next night, same city, or, you know, not much of a travel, looking to make a statement after getting embarrassed by the Nets. They come out and kind of play tough the first quarter. The first half's a little tight, eight-point lead at the half. And then the Knicks do what the Knicks do and absolutely take it to the Utah Jazz another now under 500 team they were 500 heading into the game. This is not the lousy Charlotte Hornets. All right, this isn't the Detroit Pistons. This isn't some terrible basketball team. Are they a playoff team? Are they a great basketball team? No. But that's a serviceable basketball team coming off of the uh, an embarrassing loss coming into the Garden pissed off and the Knicks without Randall, without OG Smack around the Utah Jazz. And it doesn't matter who has to step up, they step up. And clearly, since Randall has went down, DiVincenzo has taken it upon himself to make up for the lack of scoring almost single-handedly. He hits nine threes in this game, and you can just tell the confidence just exuding from him. Just, I mean, he has... He'll shoot it from far back. We, there was the, I think it's eighth three-pointer. You know, it's, it's, it's off someone's foot. It rolls to him. He's six feet behind the line. He don't care. He's putting it up. He hits nine. He goes nine for 15 from behind the arc. Has an absolute night. Plays 39 minutes. Scores 33 points. Hits all the big shots. He's allowed Brunson, you know, uh, it allows Brunson not to have to be the dynamic scorer, but he still gets 29, you know, hitting uh, seven out of eight free throws. It's kind of a quiet 29. He has the ability to then facilitate and have nine assists in the game. Hart has his first triple-double. Everybody steps up. Achua hitting baskets early in the game. He played unbelievable with, you know, his back-to-the-basket moves, left-hand layup. Like, everybody steps up. This team right now is playing at such a level that it doesn't matter who they're without. It doesn't matter who they're playing. On a nightly basis, if the Knicks are playing basketball, they are playing tough defense. They almost held, if not, if it was a blowout, maybe they would have, if it wasn't a blowout, maybe they would have held them under 100 points. But they consistently hold teams under 100 points. It is the from where they were in December before the OG trade to where they now are defensively and even without OG the last two games. They are a different team defensively, and now it doesn't matter who has to step up. It doesn't matter who has to step up. Achua, DiVincenzo, Hart, Grimes plays 20 minutes in this game, hits a couple of threes. Sims, they're still kind of easing Hartenstein's minutes here. Hartenstein plays 29. Sims plays 19. Chua plays 40 minutes in this game. It doesn't matter what's going on. And as we wait for Randall, hopefully it's weeks, not months. And as you see OG miss games here, and still, they don't miss a beat, man. Right now, they are playing as good a clean, crisp form of basketball It's amazing to me that you – I was worried about this game. I'll be totally honest with you. Heading into the game, I was worried about this game. Utah coming off an embarrassing loss. The Knicks on a seven-game winning streak. You know no Randall. I figured there was a good chance OG wasn't going to play in this game, and there's a natural letdown to this. Like, it's hard to win night in and night out in the NBA. And on a back-to-back uh, against a decent Utah team coming off an embarrassing loss, I thought this could be a tough spot for them. And early on, it looked like it was going to be a seesaw battle. Early on, you thought maybe it was going to catch up to him, And DiVincenzo decided they weren't going to lose the game. And Brunson decided off a cold shooting uh, to start that he was going to start facilitating. And he was going to make sure he got his assist. And he was going to make sure everybody else on the court got theirs. And whether it's a chew or whoever else, right now this team is playing at such a level And the bench and this coach, Tibbs, you got to give it to Tibbs too. Let's be totally honest. We talk about it, right? There's a ceiling to Tibbs. The amount of minutes. We're still complaining about Brunson bringing on the court late in the game with a big-time lead. But right now, the ball movement, the defense, the hustle, how many offensive, how many charges do they take? How many loose balls do they fight for? How many offensive rebounds do they get? Harnstein has seven offensive rebounds in this game. They have done an incredible job. And the only thing left is to bolster this team. And I said it yesterday, and I'll continue to say it. Eventually, this hot streak is going to cool down. Eventually, this 14-2 and two unbelievable run. The most wins in a month since 1994, and that's what it's starting to feel like. It's starting to feel like a party in the garden like it did in the 90s. Our love for Brunson and our love for this team is starting to feel like the love for Patrick Ewing and those 90s Knicks. That's how much and and how quickly we could see this complete team take over the city. As we get ready for baseball with two underwhelming teams on to get to the Mets in a second here. As the Rangers start to fade and really the back end of their team, that second line with, with injuries and really no centers on it, like they're no longer the team we thought they were when they started out 18-4 and four or whatever it was. And right now, as the Super Bowl will put an end to the football season, you know, a week and a half from today, we are going to be Knicks central. And right now, this team needs to go out there. I talked about it yesterday. It's still main on my mind. You have got to go out there and add the bench pieces you need. I'm not worried about messing with this chemistry. It seems unstoppable. No matter who they miss, we thought the OG trade, oh, it's the, it's the chemistry that OG provides. In two nights, they haven't missed a beat without him. How important Randall is. To, uh, you know, so far, eventually, I don't know how long it can be sustained. Eventually, they're going to come down to earth not being able to play with Randall. But right now, I mean, every if, if they need DiVincenzo to step up, they need Hart to step up, they need a Achua to step up, it doesn't matter. This team needs to go out there, and as long as Randall is coming back in the near future, they have to go out there and get the depth pieces they need to help bolster this team, give themselves some more scoring off the back on the second unit and give themselves a chance to be what they are right now currently until the uh the Sixers game comes to an end and they are currently 5 points behind Golden State. The number 3 seed in the Eastern Conference. The number 3, let me say that again. The Knicks are currently 17 games over 500. They've won 8 consecutive games. They're 14 and two. It's the most amount of wins they've had in a month since 1994. And they are currently the three seed in the Eastern Conference. And they're doing it without Randall. And they're doing it without their acquisition that turned this whole thing around in OG Ananobi. They are doing it all. And I got Fliegelman coming straight from the game, all swagged up. He's got cups, he's got popcorn, he's got t shirts. He's got everything. And so do the Knicks right now, and it is fun to watch and I can't believe it. This was a game I I told I was worried about this game going into it. This is a letdown spot off a team that got embarrassed on back-to-back nights. Without their without OG again. I was con- when OG couldn't play, I thought this was going to be a tough game for the Knicks. And they boy did they respond. And DiVincenzo has been an absolute godsend to this team. And there was some thought that he was overpaid when he first signed here. What an absolute bargain. And they were talking about it on the broadcast. What an absolute bargain. And since he was put into this starting rotation, and then since the trade, he has emerged as quite clearly an integral part to this team. And if he's going to step up like this when they're down Brunson, I mean, the guy is worth his weight in gold. And his ability to shoot, and we all know, you get a guy who's on fire and harken back to 94 when Starks would get hot, like you hit threes, you're confident in taking them, they go up, the whole crowd holds its breath and erupts when they go in, he brings juice to the team, He's he's battling all over the place. The whole team is fighting for loose balls, fighting for rebounds. They're tough, they're gritty, they're the best defensive team in the NBA since the trade. They have the best record in the NBA since the trade. They're eight games in a row. They're in the middle of a six-game homestand. And right now, they look like they're about to conquer the world. And I can't—I just can't tell you how excited I am to be a Knicks fan right now and what it feels like, the energy in that building, and just wanting to turn them on every single night. You are pumped that the Knicks are playing every single game. And halfway through, it doesn't matter. They get off to shaky starts. You know what's going to happen. They are going to pull away eventually. And you're going to see... Uh, Brunson get to the get to the lane and throw up a floater. You're going to see DiVincenzo hit shots. You're going to see Ananobi shoot the threes from the, the corner. You're going to see Hardenstein get offensive rebounds. You're going to see Hart battle his ass off. You are go- You see it on a nightly basis. They do not take off a play. And this coach and this GM, I trust implicitly to go out there and make the moves that this team needs to bolster a run in the Eastern Conference, and right now, they are without question. I think it's hard to argue. I understand that, you know, you need the star, right? That's been the prevailing thought, and I understand you look at some of the teams in the East, Embiid, who's, you know, you know, hasn't played, obviously doesn't play when he goes uh, in, in high altitudes, but, you know, they have their issues, the 76ers, but they have the star, right? The, the Milwaukee Bucks just fired their head coach, but ultimately they have Giannis they have, they have uh, Dame, they have superstars, and the Boston Celtics are the best team in the East. And ultimately, when you try and compare yourself to that and you get into a postseason, and Randall hasn't been the same player in the postseason, and hell, right now, he's not even with the team. So ultimately, if you try and play that game where you look ahead and project what this team could be and you get out of this little run they're in, it's not, it's not as easy to just say, hey, we're off to the NBA Finals. But you know what? On a nightly basis, right now, I think if you could just put all of that out of your mind and watch the way this team plays and fights, show me another team in the NBA who plays the way they do. Honestly, like right now, they play as hard, they play as tough, and they are just they are killing everybody who stands in their path. It's eight games. It's 17 over. It's in the middle of a six-game homestand that starts off with a win against Utah, and right now they are unstoppable, and they are fun to watch. And DiVincenzo has turned his, I mean, the minute he gets into the starting lineup and the minute Randall goes down, what he's been able to do, stepping in and being that guy who can get the points, uh, you know, I mean, immediately, what do you have, 28 28 yesterday? He's got 33 today. Or vice versa, two days ago and yesterday. I know it's it's not 2 a.m., but it is tomorrow already. But right now, you got to be pumped to be a Nick, and you got to trust this process. And they have to figure out a way to—this team deserves it. This team has shown you everything you need to see to go out there, and you trade away the assets. You do what you have to do. You make this team as whole as it can be. And I heard BT say it today or yesterday. I said the same thing in my show yesterday. This is as well-run group. And right now, you feel as good about this front office and how they handle business as any team in the city without question. And, and as any Nick team in my history. Like, you just, I, I feel like whatever they do will be the right move. And I can't wait to see what they do because right now, just, I I fully expect them when well, they take on Indiana tomorrow, fully expect them to beat Indiana. At home right now, what are they? Nine and one in their last 10 home games? They don't lose. They don't lose. This is the new new look Knicks. The new look Knicks, and right now they they take no prisoners and they don't give up an ounce. They don't give up a, uh, they don't give up an inch. They are going to fight and they are going to claw. And everybody who needs to step up. I mean, a chew or like you watching the game and the way a chew is playing early on the game. It's just like you got Divincenzo hitting the threes. You got Brunson who starts off a little bit cold, but he's able to just play point guard like that. That's what and and that's what you really see from Brunson too. The different elements of his game. And obviously he's gonna have an opportunity to shine here without Randall. I mean, he's gonna have a real opportunity to put his his leadership stamp, and that doesn't always be meaning that doesn't always mean being the lead scorer. He's gonna to have to do that on nights when DiVincenzo maybe isn't hitting nine three-pointers. But his ability early on to recognize DiVincenzo's hot, a is playing well. We got different options on this team. I'm a little bit cold to start. Let me start dying. Let me start passing. Let me start dishing this thing out and get nine assists. Let me facilitate. Let me be the true point guard instead of the point, uh, scoring point guard I typically need to be. He's able to He's able to distinguish what he's needed to be. He is a Swiss Army knife. Now, most of the time, it's gonna they're going to rely on his scoring. And still, tonight uh, or last night, it's like he didn't score. He scores 29 points in the game. But early on, when they needed a true point guard, that's what he is. When they'll need to lean on him for scoring, that's what he'll do. And he's playing like an MVP right now. And DiVincenzo stepped up and he's shooting the lights out. Hart has his first triple-double. They signed Gibson to a 10-day contract. He's back. I mean, Sims, Hartenstein, Achua... I mean, it's all these guys that you wouldn't think much of. And look at the last couple of free agents the Knicks have signed. And you want to talk about trusting Rose and talking about trusting this organization and trusting who they'll go get? Look at the free agent signing in the last trade. They go out Hartenstein, uh, Hartenstein, Brunson, and DiVincenzo, the last three free agents. How's that? And the last two trades are what? Hart and OG. I mean, they've been pitch perfect for a year now and it's time to go out there and make another move and bolster this team because they are proving they can beat anyone in the NBA, anyone. 877-337-6666. It's fun again in the garden. I'm looking forward to getting myself done. I'm going to have to bother the bearded bastard in afternoons and see if I can get a, if he can hand me a couple of tickets cuz I got to get down to the garden one of these days because it is fun to be a Knicks fan right now. 877-337-6666. We got to get to the Mets. Because, honestly, it's not as fun. And I don't know if I trust their front office as much as I trust the Knicks right now as another name goes off the list. And they just continue to show no interest in improving the 2024 Mets. And I don't get it. Joe Shane had some comments uh Uh, earlier today about uh, earlier yesterday about the quarterback position about his running back position we'll get to the Giants and some of their moves as well as any other footballs we start to break down the Super Bowl although it is a week and a half away we'll have plenty of time to do that but we can always do that when this happened you talked about it on the fan and it back steps up teams one down the middle of the field into the end zone and Nick makes the catch for the touchdown he went up with the big hands and caught it on the Mary. Three, and the final play of the half. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan 1019FM and always live on the Free Odyssey app. Alright, let's go. 1226. Nick's got me ready to run through a wall right now. Pump. I am. I am excited. I mean, to just roll right through Utah. Not a not, you know not a, not a terrible team, and a team that was you know looking to make a statement early on, and the the Knicks said, "Okay, you want you want to try and play physical?" Knocked my headphones out. Can't hear myself. There we go. You want to try and play physical? We play physical. And then by, you know, the third quarter, and and the Knicks have done that a lot, man. They, the, the, a little slot, not necessarily tonight, they were really great on the turnovers, hardly any turnovers tonight. I think I, um, I was driving in for the fourth quarter, so I got to double check, but it was, it was something like four turnovers, uh, in the entire game midway through the third quarter. And for them, that's been the one bugaboo since the trade. They've led the, they've led the NBA in turnovers. And they've had a lot of these halves where they're kind of sloppy to start the game. It's this, you know, back and forth. Uh, first half, and then the Knicks pull away. And that's what the Knicks have done here. They've they've been remarkable in the third quarters of games coming out of halftime, the adjustment at halftime, whatever the case, whether it's just plain energy, whether it is something defensively, but they have dominated teams in the second half of games in particular. I mean, just, they come out of the half and they just run through you. It's been, it's been, I mean, then there's the occasional just blowout from jump. You know, D- Denver was kind of a blowout right from the beginning, but a lot of these games are somewhat close. This is an eight point game at the half. And then third quarter, they blitz teams. I mean, and that's part of it too. Like part of the excitement here is that we, every, every fourth quarter is a party. Every fourth quarter is a party right now. and I don't care who you're playing. It's not that easy to be on the streak that they're on right now. They are playing some excellent basketball. 877 337 66 66. Kristen Farming Day. What's up, Chris? Yes, yeah,
1: baby. I'm
0: first. Let, let's go. Oh,
1: boy, I got a lot to talk about. Let me let me tell you right now, Chris. Yes. And it's, it's a pleasure as always to speak to you. Right, um same here. 113 left. At least what's what I got on my update on Google. 116, 105, Golden State. Actually, 117, 105, Golden State. Yep, no. So with 39 seconds,
0: you are we are looking at the Knicks <laughs> being alone in third uh-huh. in the Eastern Conference.
1: Chris, I can't tell you. I can't remember the last time where I can call in or anybody can call in on every radio show that's been on throughout the day and the first topic of the day is about the New York Knicks. I, it's, I, we I'll are be, finally yeah. back.
0: I mean, I've done – I would have to say yesterday's open was the Knicks, tonight's open's the Knicks. Yeah. I, I've done – and I haven't been doing the overnights for that long, just since uh, July, but, I mean, I was doing shows regularly for five, four or five years. I've done more Knicks in the last month than probably my entire career hosting. <laughs> it's been unbelievable. They've been a no, like, I'm almost, you know, we're going to get to, we'll get to you, Cole. I just want to say something real quick. Because yes. every year, just to go off a little side note, but i want let you, every year, I, tw- I, there's only, I'm not the biggest Twitter guy. If you see a lot of, a lot of people tweet more than me. I, I got to probably, I'm probably doing myself a disservice. I should probably tweet more. I just, I'd never have that feeling of like going to my phone immediately and, and giving my opinion on things. I'd rather save yeah. it for the show. But anyway. Mm-hmm. One tweet I send out every single year. I've been doing it for for a long time. It's it's the tweet I send out every single year. The second the whistle, the final whistle blows on the Super Bowl and the confetti falls down, I tweet out baseball season. I love, yeah. I love wow. baseball season. I'm a huge Yankee fan. Love baseball. It's my favorite sport. Every year the Super Bowl ends, I tweet out baseball season. Right now, how? I mean, that's being dismissive of the Knicks. Because for years, I, they were an afterthought by the time the Super Bowl uh, had finished. I mean, you know, may, even if they were playing well, you didn't have the high expectations or the love of the team that you do right now. So I'll probably still send out that tweet, but I might have to just say end next season. Because right now, it is how could I can't imagine being more excited for this team? They are blowing people out on a nightly basis. And yeah, we are talking about them and being more involved in them than they, we have been in forever.
1: Exactly. And, you know, after the mellow years, I was I was still following the Knicks. I mean, there, there was times where, like, you know, those were just like a couple years. I don't know. It might have been 2018, 2019. They won, like, maybe, I think it was like 10 games. I mean, I was watching a little bit. I was following a little bit, but not it's like. It's
0: impossible it, to do it at the same level. It's impossible. Oh, it's, it's
1: not like this. And, you know, what's? It, it, I don't know if I, if I gave them a good boujou, but after COVID, when when the new season, I know they didn't they didn't get to play in the um the rest the rest of the games. I think there was even teams that like they were fighting for the playoffs. Uh, there was a bunch of teams in that, in yeah, that and and then they, Orlando. And then, yeah, and
0: then they, they had the bubble. Yeah, right.
1: yeah, the bubble. They weren't in there. But when when I remember when the draft came in December of that year, I was like, you know what? I'm so withdrawn from sports. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to, I was like, even to watch a, a crappy Knicks team, I'm happy just to have life back to normal. So I remember watching a draft. And I'm like, Oh, sure. I like this draft. I'm like, you know what? We got topping, we traded for quickly. And I was like, you know what? All right. Let me put my faith back in the Knicks. And since that time, minus that 2022 season where, where they won like 37 games, and they missed the playoffs. Yeah. But, um, minus that I was, I was all in. And, and since then I'm like, I, I can't. I'm, I'm. 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 as much of a Knicks fan that I am as a Mets fan and Giants fan now. Right now, I'm. I'm just. I'm. I'm stoked. I'm. I'm just. I need this because my Giants did do nothing. The Mets are, are just. I don't even know what the Mets are at this point. I, I can't even think about them right now. I'm. I'm so in love with this Knicks team. I need yep. this. this. This is like oh, I. I you know. You know the feel, You know what I'm trying to say. I, I you do. Want to say I, I'm getting.
0: And, uh, no doubt, Chris. And thank you for the call. I mean, there was a time I talked about how what a huge Yankee fan I am. In the the mid '90s, the Knicks were the team. I was as much a Knicks fan as I was anything else. The Knicks were life. Those playoff series against the Indiana Pacers—I mean, there was nothing better. Against—I mean, the Chicago Bulls wasn't as fun because you knew how that was going to end. But at least the Pacers—you—they yeah, did lose some, but you win some. Like they were; those were knockout, drag out fights. And then getting—and then at the tail end of that Knicks run was Miami. Was the was the villain, but. I mean, I hated the Indiana Pacers. Oh, my God. Hated them. Hated the Flying Dutchman. Hated him. Hated Reggie Miller. And those those series and those teams, I mean, my God, I was as big a Nick fan as anything. I was playing basketball as a kid for my church. We played basketball. We, like, that's the easiest thing. You get a ball, you go down to the park, you go to your buddy's backyard. We played more basketball than any other sport by far. Me and my friends at least so I, we were I was I was immersed in basketball 10 11 12 13 years old and then the 20 years of futility there's no other way to put it 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 beats you down you lose something for being irrelevant for two decades it, it it's very difficult Bravo to you if you kept that same passion for this Nick team from that from that time till now and again there's been years there's been pop-up years don't get me wrong but Right now, this is as good they just were showing the graphic. You have to go back, I think they had an undefeated march in nineteen ninety four. That's the last time they've had this kind of stretch of well played basketball. And that's it too. I mean, it's just it's well played, well defended. Move the ball. No there's no real no iso ball. Maybe occasionally Randall can play Randall could play a little bit of ISO ball, but for the most part, the offense moves, you know. The ball goes in, it comes out. Yeah, they shoot a lot of threes. That's the NBA today, but like the, the, the ball goes around. They've played really excellent basketball, really excellent basketball, and it's fun to watch right now. How could you not be pumped? John in Long Island, what's up, John?
2: Hey, what's going on? Uh, so let me start by saying how the Knicks now are looking so good. They went against Utah with the Bigs. And yeah. we went small, and yet we still dominated them. And I go back from watching, like, listen, I'm four years old, and I remember Carmel Anthony coming out and playing iso ball. And yeah. the Knicks look so good. They're team friendly. They're passing the ball. Brunson could have had his 30 points. He yeah, went he up to 29. He's been, pass- He's been passing the ball, right? Yeah. And... It's like the team actually has a connection now. That I haven't seen in a long time since the 90s when yeah. I was going there watching Charles Barkley beat up on the neck. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, I, listen,
0: I do. Something changed with the trade. And even without him, even without OG on the floor, it's maintained. that That trade solidified the team and crystallized everyone's role on the team. Yeah, and, and and even without Randall and even without OG, who's the the main force of that trade. Now, Achua came over in that trade, too, and he's proving to be, uh, you know, a nice little important piece, certainly not absolutely. with the injuries. But, like, yeah, you're right. Listen, they play defensively. They've played much better. They've been one of the best defensive teams in the NBA since the trade. They've, they've held more teams to under 100 points than any team in the NBA. They... So they defend. And you're right, Brunson, on nights where they'll need him to score, like if DiVincenzo's not hitting these threes, I I, I completely agree with you. Right now you have 20, what do you have, 28 or 29 points in this game? If yeah. He, if he needed 40, he'd give you 40. But he didn't need and 40. And
2: that, that's the thing. Like, and, and the one thing no one's talking about is heart Like that guy came out yep. and gave his heart out there on the court.
0: Yeah, no, that Mitchell Robinson injury sounded – and it felt devastating because Mitchell was having a great season and and even had the great story of helping out his former high school basketball coach go, you know, grieve his wife's death. And it was just – it just felt like that was going to be – his year it was going to be an important year for him. And he goes down and you, and you just – you know, you immediately, oh, who can they go get to bring some depth to this team? And Hartenstein steps in and he's been – you know he went on that early rebound run. Remember the first couple games he took yeah. over for Mitchell. He had 100%. 18 rebounds, 19 rebounds. Like it was just, and he's been he's been great. Now he's dealing with the injury. His minutes have been limited even since coming back. Uh, they've allowed Sims and Achua and Hart to step up their minutes and kind of and take over for uh, for Hardenstein dealing with the the foot or ankle or Achilles whatever whatever he's dealing with. The minutes have been down, but I actually like his offensive game. Uh, a little bit more than Robinson's. He's not quite the rim defender necessarily, but he's still pretty good. He's been an offensive rebounding machine since he stepped into the the starting rotation. And right now, I mean, yeah, he's an integral piece, and thank you for the call, that fits like a glove. And when Mitchell comes back, he's going to be a bench player because I don't know if you can take, you can't take him out right now. Now, again, his minutes have been a little bit more limited. Uh, he got built up a, a little bit better uh, tonight. I know he played 16 the other night. Now some of this the the minutes can be misleading, uh, especially in blowouts here. But yeah, he played 29 minutes, so that's the that's the least of any starter on the floor. Achua played 40, uh, Hart plays 43, Vincen- uh, DiVincenzo plays 39, even Grimes plays 20 in this game. Sims plays 19, so he only played 10 more minutes than Sims. Uh, but I think that's limiting, just coming back from the injury. But he's been great. He gets in 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 the thirty minutes. He gets seven offensive rebounds, twelve total, two assists, two steals, a block. You know, he's there's not a zero next to his name, other than three points taken. Like he's he's got he fills up every single stat. He's been great. He's been great. Every I mean, it's hard to find. You have to really look deep into the team to find flaws in any way. The turnovers, turnovers have gone up. That's a bit a little bit of a flaw. But, I mean, other than that, I, I I again, I don't love that. I don't love McBride. We're going to see. Right now it's hard because they haven't been tested necessarily late in the games. But, like, in a tight game and you need some scoring and you got certainly without Randall going through these injuries, uh, going through this time with him on the shelf, you're going to have time where you need Brunson off the floor. And if DiVincenzo's not hitting nine threes and you're looking for that secondary scorer, I mean, we're going to find out. But. I don't know if I trust Grimes and McBride. Grimes can't really get his own shot. And McBride, who was 0-4 in this game last night, has played much better defense lately. But I don't know if I trust him to run that second unit. I mean, that's that that's my fear. My fear is especially now, going through the next four or five weeks probably, without Randall. if DiVincenzo has an off night and you can't play Brunson every minute of the game, like You're going to need someone else where you can get some baskets, and I don't know where they would turn to right this second. But they haven't needed that. They've been blowing out teams. DiVincenzo has stepped up and scored points. I guess you can go to OG. Uh, he's shown a, an ability to make his own shot, get to the basket. He can shoot the corner three. Uh, so he might have to step up and be a secondary scorer here, but I, I wouldn't call that his game or something I'd want to – really rely on him being, so there, there's that. You want another scorer to this team. You want to add that that other piece that back up to, Rand, that bra- back up to um, Brunson ideally for me, but you need that second, you need another scorer off the bench. You need someone who can come in, get his own shot, uh, come in and be that secondary scorer if Randall's down, if Brunson's off the floor, if DiVincenzo's not shooting the lights out, like, those are things you'll need. But right now, I mean, you have to look pretty hard to find a flaw, EJ in East Meadow. What's up, EJ? I
3: don't I'm not trying to put a damper on anything. I'm a diehard Knicks fan. <laughs> okay, well, that's for a good way 44 to years. I watched every game, even while they stunk. I but Knicks fans, we gotta calm down. We've been here before. Let's calm down. They Wait. won two games against two. Hold, hold on, okay. they won. They won two games against. Against teams who are 500 or worse, mm-hmm. they've got an awesome record against them. What's the record against winning teams is under 500. Correct. So they do but need not another since, team. Not since
0: not, but I mean, not since the the trade. The trades kind of changed things. Trade. No, not since the trade. And, but they and, and you said they they've been, and you said they've been here before. When have they been here before? Because I just no, gave I'm you the numbers. Fans,
3: I'm saying Knicks fans have been here before. Where, where? where you know we have a really awesome. Part of a regular season, and then mm. you know every game, everybody's up and up not, and up and up and up. I, I hear and what
0: you are saying, but not not, not not like this, not like I'm this. Just, they haven't had they well, haven't I've, had a, they haven't, a, they, haven't a, they haven't had a stretch like this since nineteen ninety four. No, I know,
4: and I was I was
3: there too. So so my point is, but but they they also here is my thing. If we're in agreement, because literally yesterday, Sineke, you you said, and I I listen to you every night. Yeah, literally yesterday you said, um, you know, do we make a move? Or do we sit stagnant, right? Yeah. And I'm not – I'm, I'm agreeing with you. I think they are a piece away. Why not make a move even if it's not a big move, right? Yeah. And let's see what happens, you know, playing out the rest of the year and then into next year. But also, we keep, every single time we win a game against under 500, like we – like I feel – I don't know. I, I I was yelling and screaming in my house tonight too. About yeah. a catch every single time he you know, Dante hit a shot. But at the same particular time, I'm I'm trying to temper the enthusiasm because we've been here before and there's no way we are beating Boston and, and two or three teams out of you know the, the the well, we'll worry about the West when we get there. There's no way we're beating Boston without actually we need another piece and I don't think we should empty the covet. Because if we're, what if
0: Randall doesn't come back, what are we going to well, do? Well, I mean, we have are to wait. You have to wait. And for what the happens Randall? if we lost these two games? Everybody's not sitting on. Yeah, there but they screaming. didn't. But they didn't. They I, didn't lose the game. What if? What if they did? They didn't. I and understand I, and they I understand. Lose. And I'm not. But did I come out here and say they're going to win the NBA championship? No. I didn't. But like, no. I, I'm you not going to they... temper enthusiasm when they're on this roll. Sorry, they're blowing teams out. Yeah, I understand. First of all, the Utah Jazz are now. um under five hundred, they were they were twenty four and twenty four heading into the game. The Utah Jazz aren't a bad team. I'm, I I agree with you. Listen, they're, it's a cross country, but for me, they were embarrassed against Brooklyn. They were looking to come out and play well, like they were looking to make it. They were they were they came out motivated. This this wasn't the Denver Nuggets off of uh, at the end of a five game road trip where they're, they're the they're the champs and they don't have anything to prove to the Knicks. And once the game got a little out of out of the. You know, a little out of uh, their their grasp, they just let it go. That's not what this was. This is this is beating a fair. This is beating a a pretty good basketball team handily without Randall and without OG, two of their three best players on the team. Like, I don't know what else. I, I'm I'm sorry. I I really I understand. No one's saying. Oh, they here they come. They're going to win the championship. But at the same time, excuse us if we're excited. Our football teams are dead. Baseball hasn't started right now. The Knicks run. The Knicks have a moment here of being the story. So I mean, I could come on and go. Uh, uh, you go on the. You can go on the app and listen to my open last night. So I'll just open the phone calls up and not give you any more excitement because I was excitable last night. They've won two games in a row. I was excited last night. I'm even more excited tonight. Last night was a game they should have won. Or you know, two nights ago against Charlotte, even without OG, you figured they would win the game. That's how bad Charlotte is, and they're without Hayward, and they're without Lamelo Ball, who I guess is under fire for laughing on the bench uh, from the the from his fans and from and and Charlotte that they're getting blown out, and he's all smiles on the bench. But like that was a game where you figured they would win. I'll be honest with you. I don't know about you. I know the Knicks are probably better than Utah, but are they better than Utah without? Randall and OG off a seven-game winning streak, off them being embarrassed in in uh, in Brooklyn the night before. I was worried about this game when OG couldn't play. I was worried about it. I thought there was a very very good chance they were going to lose this basketball game, and nobody would have been mad at them. I still would have come on and probably done the same thing, or maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll open with maybe I would have opened with Justin Turner, and we'll get there. But. I don't think anybody would be killing the Knicks. Oh, how do you lose to the lousy Utah Jazz? Not without Randall. Like, And how many games in a row can they win? But instead, instead, they do what they do and step up. And DiVincenzo steps up and, and, and does what he has to do to help score 33 points and hit nine three-pointers, and they pull away in the second half and blow out the Utah Jazz. And the game's not in question five minutes into the third quarter. So excuse me if we're excitable. Excuse me if I'm pumped right now to watch the Knicks. No one's saying they're going to win a championship. No one's saying this team is a lock to beat the Celtics or a lock to beat anybody, but you know what? They're the 3 seed. All right, and I and I understand the 76ers went without and they're dealing with some stuff, and no one's saying that they're the Knicks are clearly better than the 76ers despite the fact that they kicked the crap out of them the last time they played. But I don't know about you. Right? I don't know about you, but when I was celebrating Christmas and then we were getting into New Year, I did not expect the Knicks to ever see the three seed. I I just didn't see it. And they're a game up on Cleveland and the Sixers, and they are alone a game and a half behind the Milwaukee Bucks for the number three seed in the Eastern Conference. So you know what? All right, maybe it's a bit much. Maybe we're, maybe I'm a little too excitable here on a Wednesday morning after beating the Utah Jazz and the Charlotte Hornets. But you know what? I don't care. I'm watching this team play. I'm watching them... Rally. I'm watching them play tough defense. I'm watching them dive for loose balls. I'm watching them hit threes and I'm watching them blow teams out and I'm watching them step up without OG and without Randall. And I'm watching Brunson play like an MVP and be the point guard they need when they need him to be, be the scorer they need when they need him to be. Achua, guys like that who I, who are the secondary pieces and tertiary pieces of an OG trade, step in and give them big-time minutes and big-time performances. And you know what? As the the three-seed in the Eastern Conference, yeah, today I'm pumped to be a Nick fan. And I don't care who knows it. Anthony in Astoria. What's up, Anthony? Hey, Chris, how you doing? Good, Love buddy. Show, man. You Thank you, great man. Great how are you? job. Thank you. I appreciate that.
4: Yeah. I couldn't uh, disagree more with the last caller. Uh we haven't been here before. I, I've been in the stand for 45 as years. As soon as he said even, it,
0: I said, "When? When yeah, have we when been have here we before? Ever, When 30 have we ever been here?" With, yeah, exactly.
4: Even with the Carmelo team, we were so old and predictable. It's totally different. This team is unbelievable right now. I can't yep. believe what I'm watching. And, to I, and I hate
0: to, and as much as I respect the Celtics and I respect the Bucks and even the 76ers, who I still think are probably the three best teams in the conference at least when the yep. MVP and beat is going, that during that during that run with 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 Mello, uh, there was also the big three in Miami. Like, there was just, there was no, as much as that was a nice season and it was nice to beat the Celtics in the playoffs, like, you never felt, you never felt, and then, you know, I mean, you just never felt like that team had a legitimate chance or was anywhere near as good. And then they lose to the Pacers. Like, it's just, I couldn't agree more. Even when they were going through it. They're, they're, they They yep. weren't as much fun. Like they were. Why, why do we? Why course. do we? Why do we love insanity? Why yeah. we love insanity because we, it was a three week window of just unbridled joy, playing the kind of basketball we all wanted to see, and it yeah, was like, no isolation. Was great. Exactly. And I and, and I respect Mello. I'm not a mellow hater. I, I me neither. I, I loved. I love the fact he wanted to be a Nick. I, yep. I, I think he gets too much flack. I think that came, team needed we, him to be that him. kind of player to win. But ultimately, yep. it just wasn't good enough.
4: He definitely gets too much flack. We got him to score, and that's exactly what he did when he it's came. Exactly, here. we didn't he get did. him to be a defensive stopper. He we got him to score the ball, and yep. he did exactly
0: that. Yep. exactly what we wanted. We got from him. But I'm having I, more. But, I'm having more fun watching this team than I have uh, since the early it's 90s. since the mid '90s. There's no doubt. Since yep, 1999, just, going through that playoff series, uh, going exactly. through that playoff season on their way. To an NBA Finals where they had no chance against the Spurs, like that's exactly the la- that is the last time I've had this much fun watching. Absolutely, one hundred percent.
4: One more quick point: um, I think Attila's hands are ridiculous. I don't know if everybody's seen that. I've been watching all the games. He catches everything down the post. Yeah, any type of pass. If you watch, his hands are great. He gets everything in the low post, and that's a big deal. Just, Mitchell would fumble that ball or something, you yeah. know what I mean? He caught a pass,
0: I, I, he, he caught a pass. turned his back to the defender in the basket, made a couple of moves and went up with his left hand, and I was like, I didn't know uh, yes, exactly. he had that yes. in him.
4: He was like a throw-in, I thought, and then yeah. he's getting these minutes. In the beginning, he struggled a little bit, yes. but now he's getting minutes, and he's really proven to be a good player.
0: No doubt about it. He's uh, he's proven to be a piece here. Now, look, even if it's just playing above his head for a, a, a little bit, yep. That that's what that's what great teams have. When Randall goes down, yep. the Achuas of the world step up and play their best basketball of the season for a week and a half. Like that's absolutely that's that's what great teams need. That's what great teams have. And right now the Knicks have it. The Knicks have it. You know, DiVincenzo might never hit you know, his career high with nine threes. That might be the game of the season. But you know what? If he plays his <clears throat> excuse me. If he plays his best brand of basketball for the next two weeks, three weeks without Randall, and he steps up and helps them win a couple of games they might have otherwise lost, and he goes back to, you know, not playing as well, that's that's part of the team and what they need. Guys, step up. He's not gonna be the he's not gonna shoot, he's not gonna shoot the way he's shooting right now, score the way he's scoring all year long. But you need it in the big time moments. You need him to step up when they need to step up, and over the next, you know, four weeks at the bare minimum. I would think for Randall, they're gonna—he's ha- gonna need to be close to what he was last night, especially if they want to beat the better teams. And to the last caller's point, yeah, you know, they haven't since since the Randall went, since the Randall injury happened on Saturday against Miami. They're yet to be seriously tested. They played Charlotte. They've played Utah. I don't think Utah's the same kind of pushover as Charlotte, but still, two games without Randall, two games without OG, two teams they should have beat, two teams they demolished. And I am i don't think there's anything wrong with getting excited about it. Rob in Brooklyn. What's up, Rob?
5: Hey, what's going on, man?
0: What's going on with you, brother? How we doing?
5: All good. I agree with everything you said. You know, I've been a fan as long as you, and I've, I've never been this excited since, you know, 1995 and the uh, start. One thing I was thinking about tonight is how good it felt to beat the Utah Jazz and that piece of garbage, Danny Ainge, who refused to trade <laughs> Donovan Mitchell to us. And look at how turn, turn, things turn out. You know, we end up with Brunson instead, and you know what? I don't think any of us at this point would go back and take Mitchell instead of Brunson if we had a choice. So you know, it's, sometimes things it work That's a good point. Well, it's it's, all it's all hard to play. imagine
0: this next team without without Brunson.
5: Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what? They're playing well together, and you know, I, I was a little upset when they traded uh, Barrett. And quickly, I saw they're you know good guys, good players. But you know, these guys, they're 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 batting 1,000 with their trades, and, and you got to give it and to And they're them. free they agent signings.
0: No, no doubt about it, Rob. Leon Rose is batting a 1,000 over the last year. His last three free agent signings are DiVincenzo, Brunson, and Hartenstein. And his last two trades are O.G. and Achua. Let's throw Achua, and why not? He had a good game, so we'll throw his name in there. His last two trades are O.G. and Achua and Hart. I would say those worked out. I would say he's five for five in the free agency and trade market right now. And so whatever the next move is, whatever the next move is, which I'm hoping will be something to bring in another score here, I'll have faith that it's the right move. I don't think it's going to be Murray in Atlanta. I don't think it's going to be a big-time player. You know, it 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 could be DeRozan, I suppose, maybe someone who could shoot like that. I think Brogdon's an excellent you know, we actually saw a guy in this game, uh, in Jordan Clarkson, who was awful. I mean, that's been a guy who they've targeted here. And or at least that's been a name bandied about someone he does lead the NBA in points off the bench. Uh, so that's the kind of guy you're looking for. A guy who's, you know, scores I think he's averaging eighteen points. On the season, let me just double check. Uh, now it's 17.8. So he's averaging 18 points a game for the year, Jordan Clarkson. He's been that kind of guy you're looking for. He happened to be terrible in this game. He, what do he hit? I think he had three air balls. He he, he looked awful. But still, like this is a, he scores 11 points in the game. He's a minus 19. He was terrible in this last game against the Knicks. But that's the kind of guy you're looking for. That's the kind of guy I would, you know, someone who can score. He's, he leads the NBA in scoring off the bench. He's only shooting... 30% from three this year. He's an 88% free throw shooter, damn near 89%. He's averaging 18 points, which leaves the NBA off the bench. So, I mean, that's that's a lesser move that you could accomplish that would help bolster this team. Brogdon's another guy probably a little bit of a better fit for me. He shoots around 40 or so from the three-point line. That's what you're kind of looking for. But right now, you add just a piece like that, and I'd feel much better about this team and it doesn't take much to make me feel pretty good about the Knicks. 877-337-6666. All right, one hour down, four more to go on our Midnight Ride. We'll continue to talk Knicks, continue to take your phone calls. We'll get into the Mets and the puzzling off season continues. And I want to talk about the idea that it's just too much money to sign another DH, considering where they are with the luxury tax. Oh, and he's 39 years old. I got a real problem with what happened yesterday and why the Mets weren't in the mix for Justin Turner. We'll get to that. The comments made from the Giants GM.